Here's something interesting. There are reports that the Federal Reserve could use a new tool in their arsenal to ease the effect of an economic downturn. So what exactly is a counter-cyclical capital buffer, and how might it impact the market? Hi there, I'm Chris Oaks. Welcome to the Here's Something Interesting podcast, where we talk to interesting people with interesting things to say about interesting subjects. Earlier this week, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Federal Reserve is considering using, for the first time, a new tool in their arsenal to ease the effect of a possible economic downturn. It is something called a counter-cyclical capital buffer. And joining us to explain what that is, how it might impact the market if it is used, is America's Money Answers man, Jordan Goodman. Thank you, Jordan, for joining us, first of all. Great to be with you, Chris. So uh, this is a new rule. It was uh, it was implemented or is approved rather in 2016 and has not yet been implemented. So a lot of folks may be unfamiliar with the term and what it is. What is a counter cyclical capital buffer? It's a way for the Federal Reserve to require banks to either hold more or less capital uh, to offset an economic slowdown. If they have them keep less capital. It means that the banks can lend more. If they have more capital, it means they can lend less. So it's a way of getting money into the economy if things turn down. Uh, I mean, we've had a pretty strong economy, so we haven't needed it. Mm-hmm. But there's clearly a lot of signs right now that things are slowing down, and so they're considering uh, lowering this so that it would mean that the banks have more money to lend. So, so that's basically the idea. But does that require the banks to lend it? I mean, it's uh, great if they have the uh, capital to lend, but what's to say that they will actually lend it? It has to be loan demand, and uh, there's less loan demand on the corporate side, but individuals are still borrowing a lot. And we have $14 trillion worth of consumer debt out there, Chris, but uh, $12 trillion yeah. in uh, mortgages, and then there's student loans, and there's car loans, and there's credit card debt, and medical debt. There's a lot of debt out there. And so, generally, yeah. in an economic slowdown, uh, people are uh, hesitant to borrow money, aren't they? Uh, so, yeah, but they may have to borrow more money. Well, if they're unemployed, they, they tend enough. to you know, use their credit cards to survive. Yeah, that's fair so enough. They may not want to. I mean, like after 2008, uh, it wasn't a choice. Remember, the banks cut back on people's credit lines dramatically. Mm-hmm. You'd have a credit line and a credit card of 10000 and all of a sudden it was 5000 So, so this that, is... that's when things restricted. So, and that slows the economy further. Yeah. So, so this, this is, is designed... the Fed trying to stop that kind gotcha. of thing from happening. Okay. Now, uh, first of all, a, an important note that this uh, buffer generally applies to banks with more than $250 billion in assets. So it's not going to apply across the board like uh, small community right. banks. And, it's just and so a big one. It's, yeah. it's like J.P. Morgan and Citibank and Bank of America, right. Wells Fargo, you know, the big ones like that. But they are, I mean, if in the credit card market, for example, the big banks have more than 80% of the market. So mm, right. that's, we've had a tremendous consolidation. I mean, remember complete, people used to complain about the big banks in 2008? They're much bigger now because there's been a lot of consolidations. Companies sure. like Washington Mutual and all kinds of companies that used to exist don't exist anymore. They're all mm-hmm. part of the big banks today. Right. Now, as the Wall Street Journal reported, some Fed officials are uh, debating on whether now is the time to use this counter-cyclical capital buffer. Is it time? I mean, are, have we reached that point yet? I don't think so. I think the banks have plenty of capital and they're lending pretty well right now. 
but the concern is that things are going to be slowing down because of the trade war with China. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very important thing happened, which is the two-year Treasury note uh, yield went over the 10-year Treasury. The 10-year Treasury today is 1.6%, and the two years about 1.8%. That's what's called an inverted yield curve, and that's often a sign of a recession you know, like a year from now or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's the first time that's happened uh, in over 10 years. And so th- there are signs of an economic slowdown, and certainly with what happens with the trade war makes a difference one way or the other. I mean, you can see what's happening with farmers in America, for example. Right. You know, they're in real trouble because China said they're not going to buy any agricultural products at all in retaliation for us putting the 10% tariff. Sure on the remaining $300 billion worth of Chinese goods. So that's just one sector of the economy that's really getting hurt hard here. So difficult, though, to predict what's going to happen with this trade war because the news is so dramatically different from one day to the next. Uh, we were All we were talking about is how uh, the you know more, more goods going to be uh, uh, subject to these tariffs, and uh, then we're going to get uh, retaliatory measures by China and, and so on. And then the president said that uh, many of those uh, tariffs would be delayed and the market shot up. So it is so dramatically different from one day to another, uh, any sign that that roller coaster is going to uh, end anytime soon. No, no sign of that whatsoever, because yeah. yeah. it's day-to-day. I mean, you're right. People thought, okay, we're going to put $300 billion worth of products with 10% tariffs. If that doesn't work, he'll ratchet it up to 25%. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he says, well, let's not ruin the Christmas season. That wasn't on everything. It was things like toys and footwear right. and cell phones mm-hmm. and laptops, uh, kind of Christmas gift kind of t- toys as well. Uh, so it was about roughly half of the $300 billion where the tariffs would be delayed to December 15th, but the remaining would still go into effect September 1st. So yeah. it, it, you're right. It's moment to moment. You never know what's going to happen. And the stock market had been very depressed by the, the idea of 10% on everything. And then having half of it come off, the stock market took off like a rocket. So it's 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 a, a real the, roller coaster. Out yeah, there. the the roller coaster continues. Wild ride continues. So if the Fed were to use this uh, counter cyclical capital buffer for the first time, what would likely happen uh, with respect to the market? I mean, would there be any reaction? I, I'm I'm curious. Obviously, it's never been used before. So would the market even know how to react? Well, I think they would see it as a sign of an economic slowdown and the fear that the Fed sees something we don't see. And if this needs to be done, that that would be, I think it would be considered negative because you you don't call this this tool into effect Mm -hmm. unless you need it. And so I think it would be a negative thing. Just, Just as, I mean, the Fed's been cutting rates. They cut rates once. Everybody is expecting them to cut rates again in their September meeting. Well, they cut it because of economic weakness, so mm-hmm. it's it's not a particularly good sign. I mean, literally in Europe, fifteen trillion with a T, fifteen trillion dollars worth of bonds are trading at negative yields, meaning under zero percent. And, and uh, in some cases, uh, mortgage rates are below zero. In, in Denmark, in yeah. Denmark, they have a negative. The bank pays you. Uh, to take out a mortgage. That's correct. <laughs> it's all very strange. It's insane. Uh, one of the things that the uh, journal piece uh, pointed out on this is that requiring more capital to be set aside could actually hamper the profits of banks, which are already under pressure because of declining interest rates. How are they likely uh, to react, or, or what is uh, you know what is the the thoughts of the the big bankers uh, about this? Well, that's correct. 
In other words, when, when, it, when we just talked about the inverted yield curve, mm-hmm. the banks tend to borrow at short-term rates and lend at long-term rates. And that's why the, a positive yield curve, where long-term rates are higher than short-term rates, is profitable for banks. But when it goes inverted, as it just has, it's very hard for them to make money, yeah. indeed. And if rates went negative, it's really hard to make money when sure. you're giving money away to people. Right. So, uh, yes, I mean, the banks are a major part of the economic system. The stocks have not done well lately because of this environment. It's very, very hard for them to make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're already paying people pretty much nothing on their uh, savings accounts and checking right. accounts. Right. Um, so they and can't go too much lower on that front. Right. But when they can charge less... And, you know, the prime rate goes down when the Fed lowers rates. Uh, it means they, they can earn less. And if they have less capital working, it, 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 it attacks the profitability of these banks. That's yeah. correct. So uh, what does the average uh, person, the average investor, make of all of this? Where are we right now? The economy is clearly slowing, Chris. I mean, uh, we grew at a 4% rate at the beginning of 2018. At the beginning of this year, we're growing at a 3.1% rate. The second quarter was 2.1. We're in the third quarter now. It's probably like one and a half, something like that. So we are still growing, and unemployment is still low, Mm -hmm. but we're growing at a slower and slower pace. And what could push us over the edge is the trade war escalating further. And frankly, I'm very concerned right now about what's happening in Hong Kong and what could be the economic implications of that. I mean, the Chinese troops are literally massing on the border of Hong Kong. Um, They attacked the protesters at the airport yesterday. And if they come in and uh, kill a lot of people, have a Tiananmen Square-like situation, or Mm -hmm. impose martial law, uh, there could be all kinds of sanctions on China. Uh, That could be a major economic as well as a political event. And right now, I think it's quite likely it's going to happen. I hope not, but it it seems quite likely it's going to happen. An awful lot of uh, moving parts to keep an eye on. Again, uh, America's Money Answers man Jordan Goodman with us uh, this morning, breaking it all down. Jordan, thanks very much for the insight. We appreciate it. Always glad to help Chris, and they can always email me at moneyanswers.com. And if you found this topic interesting as well, we can discuss it on the Here's Something Interesting Facebook page at Something Interesting Podcast. Hope to meet up with you there. I'm Chris Oaks. And if you enjoy the Here's Something Interesting Podcast, be sure to like our Facebook page, share it with your friends that might find this stuff interesting as well. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, and Spotify. We thank you for listening.